everyone and welcome to It's Complicated Podcast. Today I want to talk about three factors which helped me to build a slower life and this is going to be based on my own experiences only so it doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody. But I hope that you can get some inspirations for your life as well. But what does slow living mean? According to Google, people uh, in the 90s started this so-called trend as an opposed to fast food. So back then it was more about slow cooking than slow living. But today, many people use this slow approach to life because they are burnt out or let's say they work too much or basically because they're stressed out. But don't get me wrong, though. Being stressed is something necessary for our lives. Studies have shown that having a kind of friction can increase our willpower. So we need some level of stress to survive. But at the same time, our modern world is outpacing us and sometimes we just cannot keep up. And also, according to Dr. Gat Saad, who is an expert about evolution, we are used to slow processes because, for example, back in the days, we couldn't just order a pizza with, you know, Uber Eats. We needed to get ready for haunting, go out, spot a deer, kill it, and then prepare it for the dinner. Therefore, we are wired for long and slow processes. We are adjusting ourselves, but still we struggle. But you might ask yourself, okay, why do we need slow living if we want to try to adjust? Well, I guess this is a question that everyone should answer individually. If you ask me, for example, it is because over the time I realized that I was an overachiever. It means that, you know, as a child, I was participating in many different activities, such as learning a language, doing different sports, playing an instrument, doing multiple math contests and playing chess. And to be honest, without bragging, I was really, really good. I tried my hardest to be, uh, you know, on top of each field and I succeed. I made my parents very proud and I also built a good sense of trust when it came to my willpower. But as I got older, I realized that it was getting too much. I realized that I got bothered and almost hurt whenever I didn't reach a goal. I was so used to get a win that failing was just kind of unbearable to me. So unbearable that uh, I felt deeply empty. I felt very bad about myself and was full of shame. And the reason was that I was identifying myself with my you know, with my achievements. I was identifying my inner worth with those achievements. And don't get me wrong, again, I'm not here trying, you know, to preach something pseudo-inspirational that you have to love yourself no matter what. No way, this is, you know, this is not my thing. This is not my agenda. However, I believe that there has to be a line between enjoying your achievements and being proud or just keep going to, you know, feel the void in your life. So again, everyone should answer this question by themselves. We all are different and we all do uh, stuff for different reasons. However, I believe that a good indicator for a healthy mindset is that you feel good about yourself regardless of the results. And this was most certainly not the case in my situation. I, I started to get burnt out and um, started getting depressed and frustrated. But learning about slow living taught me many things which I'm about to share with you. So um, 
I just wrote down three factors, as I said, which helped me to slow down my life. And this is the very first uh, step. The first step I took was uh, clearing my mind. We all know that, you know, if you want to change something in your house, you got to get rid of some stuff that you don't need anymore. And the same goes with our brain. Uh, if we need to change our life, then we need to change our mind and we need to manage it to get rid of nonsense, nonsensical thoughts. This is the very first step uh, which many people either ignore or they think that they already have done this, but this is usually not the case. We all carry a lot of uh, pain from unsolved problems and unprocessed feelings with us, which we have to face. It doesn't help, you know, if we just acknowledge them like, yeah, you know, my dad beat me as a child and this caused me a lot of pain in the past. But, you know, past is past and we are on good terms now. So whatever, it doesn't work that way. And uh, it is a very, very long process. But it is crucial to work on that because if we dismiss our core problems they are going to show themselves in one way or another someday they are coming to the surface out of nowhere and then they are way harder to handle so uh, you know they're going to catch us off guard so it's important to be prepared it is important to process them and using therapy for example could be a good start but to be honest sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because you know, it's very important uh, to know who your therapist is. If they are really good at what they're doing, basically, um, if they're good at recognizing your true problems, because let's be honest, there are a lot of bad strings out there who are absolutely uh, disqualified for their job. So if you want to visit one, make sure that you do your researches on them. But in my opinion, there is a better way to clean and clear your mind other than therapy. And this is having alone time with yourself, where you give yourself the time to go to the roots of your problems. And I do believe that no one can get there better other than ourselves. And by the way, I don't mean, you know, the so-called me time where you light up a few candles and breathe out and breathe in and you know you think about words peace none of that because um you know me time usually means uh, relaxing but alone time is the absolute uh, opposite alone time is where you sit down with your dark thoughts and the ones that you always wanted to get rid of and you wanted to kind of ignore you sit by yourself and you get honest about how and why your life isn't working the way you want. In this case, if you want a slow life, you got to ask yourself, why? What brought you to this? Why are you craving after a slow life? And you got to make sure that the answers are dead honest and genuine. You got to make sure that you don't sugarcoat anything. For example, if you are a workaholic, let's say, make sure that you... you what your real motivation is is it money is it reputation is it you just being competitive and high driven and when you get the answers you got to break it down as well why are you competitive why do you want more money is it coming from a good place because when it's uh from a good place then you usually don't need the slow life at all because it feels genuine to you you don't identify yourself with your reasons and motivations because some people 
you know, have good reasons for all that. There's nothing wrong with, uh, for example, being a workaholic if you are clear about your motivation and it doesn't bother you. But if you are seeking a slow life, then it means something is bothering you. Something is missing. Therefore, be honest with your answers and try to analyze each of them. But you need to know that you're going through some thoughts and feelings which make you feel miserable and uncomfortable. It is important to feel them because they're going to be the guidance which can lead you uh, to thoughts which have to be deleted. So after you find roots for your motivations and problems, then make some place in your mind. Usually we assume that our brain is capable of receiving unlimited information, which is true, but at the same time we can overwhelm our brain by those things which causes pressure. So it is very important um, to have a clear mind and a minimalistic brain in order to start a slow life. This is the first step that uh, we cannot skip and again it takes a lot of time and this is the first step and you need to do it no matter what. You cannot get a clear mind by listening to this podcast or watching several Jordan Peterson YouTube videos. You have to go deep down and see what is bothering you. This process sometimes can take months or even years. For me personally, <laughs> gotta be honest with you, it took years. So be aware and be patient with yourself. So um, step two, uh, step two is basically starting your day earlier and start each day at the same time. So why starting earlier? Well, because most of us usually just wake up and start doing what we need to do. We drink our coffee, put on our clothes and go to the work. So we are in a rush already. We absolutely ignore the fact that the body has just been waking up. It needs to start adjusting itself to the environment and by giving time to your body, you kind of automatically get slower because you're buying some time. And it doesn't have to be an hour earlier. I know that a lot of folks uh, have to wake up at 4 a.m. to go to the work so they usually don't have the luxury of sleeping in but it can only be like I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you'll be amazed how only 15 minutes can change your whole day. And it also makes more sense for us to wake up at the same time every day because we create a routine, which also leads to more order and mindfulness. Also, we need to make sure that we use this time effectively. So it's not about getting up earlier to check our phone. You know, checking our phone too early in the morning might cause chaos in our brain since it's usually just aimless scrolling. And I already mentioned that we need to get rid of unnecessary things in our mind. So put the phone away and follow a simple routine, which is first productive for your day and second and more importantly, wakes up your body and brain and the routine can be you know reading for like 10 minutes or stretching for five minutes or going for a walk or anything what gives your body the signal of being awake and we also need to make sure that whenever we are doing our routine we focus so for example if you add showering to your routine let's say Make sure that you don't think about your deadlines. You know, just shower. 
be in the moment and try to focus on what you are doing physically. Feel the shampoo on your scalp, enjoy washing your dead skins away, whatever, you know, and it might sound kind of uh, crazy or absurd to you, but try to focus on just showering next time and you will realize that it's not that as easy as it sounds. And if you really need to think about your deadlines, then make sure that you add this to your routine as well. The important point is that we become more mindful through our early routine. It is a kind of exercise that we repeat daily. We create a sense of awareness in the first hours of our day. So it becomes easier to maintain the focus throughout the day. And nothing brings us closer to a slow life other than focus and waking up early and having a sense of order from the beginning of our day can create more focus. But how do we create even more focus? Because focus is the third aspect (laughs) of the slow life that I want to talk about. Um, You know, some people uh, confuse slow living with laziness. They might think that... um, the slower you are, the less productive you get, and it could make sense in some specific situations, but usually it's not the case, or it's even the opposite. Imagine that uh, you're in a rush and you have like 10 tasks to do in a very short amount of time. If you work fast, you usually get in a cycle of anxiety because all you think about is what you have to do next, and or you know if you have even the time for that and this anxiety can kill our productivity and you might never get all those 10 tasks done this is why the real meaning of slow living um, is so important slow living doesn't mean that you sit down and do barely anything it actually means that you are very focused while you are doing one single task. It means that you don't think about the other nine tasks at the same time. And how do we get more focused? Well, mindfulness brings us more focus, brings more focus in our life. I'll give you an example. Have you ever watched like uh, those runners uh, in a match? If you pay attention, you realize that the winner usually maintain a very calm aura. They usually seem kind of unbothered, but at the same time, they're running strategically and very fast, but they're not getting involved with the thought of winning or not winning. They're only focusing on one only task that they have in that very moment, running, right? And this is the mindfulness that I'm talking about. Many times we create scenarios in our minds which distract us from the actual work that we are doing. We get stressed out because we are not doing what we should do. For example, what if I don't pass the exam? What if I miss my deadline? What if I don't get the job? These questions lead to absolutely nothing. They only create a labyrinth which brings more confusion. And we tend to be less mindful when we are in a rush. When we don't slow down our brain, then our thoughts are going to paralyze us. We need to learn to win against our own mind by simply ignoring it sometimes. It kind of sounds like a paradox, but being a mindful being in a mindful state usually means that you need to forget 
about what is going on in your mind at that moment. So these were the three steps that I took in order to have a slow life. But as I mentioned multiple times, it's important to know that everyone is different. We all go through different types of experiences in life. So what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you and vice versa. But one thing that is certainly a common key for all of us is brutal honesty with oneself. It might hurt and it might be uncomfortable at times, but the outcome going to be beneficial for a better life, no matter if slow or not. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I appreciate any type of feedback. So feel free to contact me. All the links are in the, in the description. With that being said, I wish you a good night or a good day. Bye, guys. Thank you.